guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 145 what i thought i'd do for the intro this week is bring you into the ice cold with me for one of my mornings the other day i had some beautiful tunes and it really helped me stay in a bit longer this is not if you may have seen on social at jojo fraser mojo pictures of me kissing a snowman it's not that day i'm just going in the garden and going in the cold it's me entering oh it's horribly stingy <gasps> hello guys right we're in and that's me down <laughs> oh, 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 oh. right guys oh i'm hoping just recording this intro for the first wee bit i'll take my attention away from how freaking freezing it is and i'm just gonna do a bit of breathing I'm just going to encourage you to just do something that scares you today or tomorrow whenever you've tuned into this. Freaking cold water still scares me. <laughs> it does, especially in winter. I'm going to be putting the blow-up hot tub up because my favourite time to go in it is December when it's sort of festive and the sky can normally be quite clear and blue. It's not while I'm recording this, it's actually raining on us just now. How rude. Oh, it's a sore... But yeah, I just, what I thought I'd do this week, guys, is just give you a little bit of a motivational pep talk. And, you know, because I actually do motivational talks, it's a big part of my job and I get paid to go and speak to rooms of people or online. Um, I, I, I'm always aware of like, I remember before I got unwell, I was like writing so much new content. I was putting so much pressure on myself to constantly come up with new stuff. And I was like, right, maybe I shouldn't share every single thing because that is actually I have to remember that the talks are due to new people and it's all really good stuff so I'm like right when I've got this podcast podcast no I'm a head case in this cold water when I've got this podcast too I'm thinking if I do a motivational pep talk I'm aware that I don't want to keep repeating the same things and I've been doing this for a few years now um, and I'm like I don't want you guys especially if you've been here for a few years hearing a lot of the same advice so what I thought I would do, because this week I'm going to be interviewing an author that I absolutely love and I've been reading quite a bit this year. I, I love reading. I absolutely love it. And I've always been really into self-development books. I've tried to read a bit more of the sort of fiction books too, though, so that I'm kind of balancing how much info I'm taking in and I don't get overstimulated again like I did towards the end of 2019. But I thought it would be good to maybe share some key things that have come out to me from books that I've loved when I occasionally pop in here on my own and give you a bit of a pep talk. So the book that I had to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about it in detail because you've probably not read it yet, it's fairly new out, um, but just a few themes that have inspired this talk come from um, It Takes Will by Will Smith. Um, and Mark Manson and I just love the book so much like I was a huge Fresh Prince fan can totally wrap it um, first thing I wrapped with my husband actually we wrapped it when we were dating in front of all our friends just randomly one night and they were like right yeah you two are meant for each other <laughs> it's such a good tune um, but I I love, I just love the sort of persona that we see from Will and was always a huge fan of that and thought, oh, this will be a really good book to read. Um, and it's had rave reviews um, in the kind of self-development world. So I got a lot from it and I thought, let's sort of use this as the base um, and 
talk about some home truths and hopefully just little reminders for you that will help you boost that mojo back up. So on that note, oh guys, this is really painful. I know I'm going to be feeling great shortly, but on that note, um, I'm going to leave you now from the cold water. Let's get cozy. I hope this feels like a warm hug. All my love to you. Mwah. That was freezing, but I'm now sitting inside recording this, looking out, candle lit, cozy, oodie on, um, and looking at the biggest, thickest lumps of snow. I love being inside, looking at the snow. It just feels like home and coziness. And I wrote a blog this week on mummyjojo.com about happiness versus joy and uh, how sometimes it's really important to focus on the kind of still, calm, oxytocin style levels of happiness we get from that really gentle, peaceful feeling. And I'm feeling that right now. The snow is glorious. That was so cold out there though. But yeah, I wanted to do a little talk today um, about this book. It takes, well, I just absolutely loved it. Um, I've always, you know, I loved The Fresh Prince. Now this is a story all about how my life got twisted right upside down. And I'd like to take a minute and sit right back. Tell you how I became the, how I became the prince in the town called Bel Air. <laughs> um, no, I won't subject you to the whole thing, but that will definitely be one of our songs of choice at the end to add to your playlist if you want to shake around. But yeah, I just wanted to pick out a few themes that I really enjoyed from the book. Um, so yeah, the first one was about empathy. So I don't know about you if you've ever had a loved one who's, well, nobody's perfect right we all screw up but um part of the story is about uh will and his dad and how his dad was violent when he was younger but despite his dad doing some awful things and being really violent towards his mom and stuff he was still his hero and it was like will was able to see although there was trauma and stuff from the times he got violent he was able to just have so much empathy for his dad and sort of see him as a little kid and see him for the ways in which he was broken. Um, and although there was a lot of issues he carried through his life with that, he just had this level of kind of, well, this is the great stuff he taught me. And it wasn't like he sort of wrote him off. And there's sometimes in life we have to write people off if it's not safe. And I'm not saying stay in a violent relationship or put up with violence or anything like that, far from it. But, you know, just that empathy so even if you have had to distance yourself from someone or you know they're acting in violent ways or acting in scary ways or dangerous ways just realizing that it's not really who they are they've they've just picked up so much baggage or it's their pain language or it's learned behavior or or whatever um, and they obviously need help and they need healing and their soul's just a little bit sick um and yeah, I just really liked, I liked that. Um, and I've certainly really thought about empathy over the past few years when I've been doing this podcast and chatting to people and learning more about mental health and why we do things. And I guess as well, going through my own kind of mental health issue that feels 
a long time ago now, it was a couple of years ago, but at the same time, it feels just like it was yesterday. And I think when we go through a dark time, we learn so much. Experience is invaluable, right? And that experience, although it was really hard to go through and really hard for those that love me to go through, it taught me so much. It taught me about trauma. It taught me about where the mind can go. It taught me about light and darkness. And yeah, I just, I really think about that in this world, you know, it can be hard and I really get triggered when I see things in the news, like awful news this week about the little boy called Arthur who just had such trauma and, you know, such a lack of love there. And it can be heartbreaking when we think about these things. And it really just does remind me that, you know, evil does exist in the world. And sometimes, yeah, like empathy is good, but with the case like, Arthur when he was really brutally abused and and you know how can we have empathy for something like that and I think there is a different level of evil in the world and I think if someone's going to subject a child to that level of trauma then they are as we say sick really 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 sick and broken um I think for me getting a taste of, although I, I never really wanted to be violent when I was unwell and it was mostly high and love and stuff um, and had some really surreal experience is really, really wow, because it's sort of come out of my mind a bit. So uh, th there's a lot of chat in the book about the spiritual side and I'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, I think Will really paints that perfectly. Um but yet with that kind of trauma and experiencing when you're going through, like when I was sectioned and, and there was that kind of trauma and I went from really, really high to really, really dark, like the vibrational scale. I was up like love a billion times feeling, oh, elated to anger. And when you're in that angry stage, I say this often, the way I describe it is like a demon has entered the body and it's like you have no control. The mind's not working. And it really was like someone else had ruled the show. But the thing I struggle with, and I don't know what if you have a faith or whatever, but Will speaks about this in the book and he speaks about his his gran who had a really strong faith and he could see God in her and it, it was proof that God existed and, um, you know, with his upbringing in the church and all of that. Now I've had, I think if you've experienced an upbringing, you've been in church and you felt really strong stuff and you know there's a spiritual world and, you know, an atheist could say to you, oh, there's definitely not and try to start arguing about why there's not and you're just like, you just know. So it's like, okay, well, that's that's the way you're seeing things. But you just when you've actually experienced something spiritual you just know um and he was chatting about that and for me it was hard because i felt like oh, there was good it was like good versus evil so it's like there's a bit of a warfare going on sometimes right and we need to hold dear for dear life onto the good in the world because there is so much good and, you know, growing up, I saw so many good things happen. I saw so much love. And like, there's a big part that Will speaks about towards the end of the book about mindfulness. If you're raised somewhere like the church or you're raised perhaps in a family that meditate a lot, you know, I was raised to pray. I was raised to get still every Sunday, although I hated it when I was young, getting dragged along for hours worth of services. But I was raised and I was watching, I was absorbing this like a sponge watching and feeling the power of prayer and and seeing all this still time in a busy world we had that still time every sunday it was such an important um part of our life growing up and 
and now that I'm older, I see the benefits of, of that and how important it was to have faith in what can be a very dark world, right? There's light and dark, but for me, it was just such an amazing thing. And, and Will talks in the book about um, a, a famous hymn called Blessed Assurance. It's just beautiful. And I, I did a wee Google actually, and I found it on YouTube. Um, what's the guy called? I'll put it in the notes, but it's Jeremy something, I think. Uh, let's have a wee look on YouTube. But this song, the version of this song was just stunning. It was absolutely gorgeous. Jeremy Riddle, Blessed Assurance. And I played this hymn and it brought me back to my childhood. It brought me back to being in church when I was older. It brought me back to like that sense of feeling angels all around me. And just that amazing feeling. Um, you could, perhaps you've not been in a church in a long time because of COVID. The last time I was there, oh my goodness, I was off my face. I got signed um, out the hospital and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to go to this service. My cousin took me along. And I was buzzing. And because I was sort of out of my mind, I could feel like more stuff in the soul. And I was like, man, there's actual angels all around this place. Now you could say I was, um, what you call it, hallucinating. But actually there was lots of people there in that service that were like, they felt angels all around. But in my frame of mind, I didn't just, like I felt them like times a thousand. It was the most surreal thing to be in that kind of mental state. But there was dark, there was light, um, and it was just, oh, it was the most surreal experience. And Will speaks towards the end of the book as well about that experience he had when he realized that he couldn't be mindful, he couldn't be totally present, he couldn't be totally there um, on this beautiful holiday Um paradise beach and he was looking at all these people just embracing the ocean connected with nature just you know when you're all in and you're there and uh, he had to do a lot of sort of spiritual work to get back into that joy and that inner peace and being able to be still and not needing to achieve all the time not needing to always do things. And you could think about where that came from. You know, there's a part that speaks about love and how our behaviors and attitudes that win us affection as kids end up being how we define and understand love. So his dad was always like, do this, do that, do that. His mom really wanted him to achieve stuff. So he pushed and pushed and pushed to the point that he couldn't switch off. He had to be the best at everything. And his mind was in overdrive about how he could always achieve and do stuff. And now here he is in this beautiful beach and he's not got inner peace. Like he's lacking inner peace because he's dopamine overload. And it's because of the sort of behaviors and attitudes. And, you know, we all see life, right? Based on our own fears or experiences or prejudice a lot of these prejudices can be unconscious bias you know that we don't even know we have if we don't sort of take time to get mindful and do all this great work um and it was really important to sort of remember that i think it, it, the book's just so good for sort of getting that across <coughs> um but yeah that that sort of stuck out to me that scene and then he had to go in this kind of spiritual journey to sort of awaken and, and and be able to be still and in the blog I've written last week about happiness I was saying you know a couple of people could be on this amazing beach one's absolutely loving it and they're there the other isn't and someone had said to me I was chatting about the Maldives I was like oh 
I'd really like to go to the Maldives. Like, they were like, what would be your sort of holiday you would go on? Um, because obviously everything's been locked down and if you could go anywhere and there was no COVID, there was no fear of going and you just go. I was like, yeah, I'd like to go to the Maldives um, and just totally chill. But so many people have said to me, oh, the Maldives should be bored. And I was like, really? Would you be bored in the Maldives? Now, I think because I've been really embracing mindfulness, I don't think I would get bored in the Maldives. I think I would be absolutely filled with gratitude to be there. I would be soaking up the sunsets. I'd be soaking up the beach life. I would like to think if I was in the Maldives, I would be there and I'd be loving it and I'd be present. But then I guess we can all think of, you know, times where we've been like, well, where you're on a holiday and you can't be there. You're so bombarded with the pressures and the stuff you need to get done. And I spoke about that in the blog too, about a holiday I'd been on when I just people pleasing and not having those clear boundaries in place. And there's a beautiful part in the book that Will talks about is people please their boundaries. And obviously this is picked up from childhood, right? He wants to please people. He wants to be the best dad, the best movie star, the best whatever. And then he's like struggling to say no to fans. And then he's in this therapy and he's told like, you need to set some serious boundaries. Like you need to start saying no. But that feeling of saying no to people and letting them down really hurt him. It really triggered him. And I get that. And maybe you get that when you say yes to everything and you're like, yes. And you just realize that actually, well, what about myself? Like, where do I put the love in to myself? So just a reminder, and it really reminded me to just have a balance. It's great to make a difference. It's great to love and acts of service and all this stuff. But you've got to factor in time for yourself and really think about those boundaries. So I really, really, these themes really did it for me in the book. And I'm trying not to give too much away about, um, you know, some of the stories and stuff. But are you ever scared to get still? What can you do to sort of sit with that and sort of cultivate more of more peace? Because it, it definitely sort of brought that up for me. Um, you know, and, and again, what we're saying about the spiritual world, to me, it's so real. And I do believe we're souls in a body and I, part of me gets a bit scared of how much I could feel when I came out of my mind a bit and how much of the spiritual world I could feel. Like I remember one night lying in bed and like feeling an, what felt like an angel touching my hand. And I remember like praying and feeling this light all around me. And oh my goodness, like just such amazing things. And, you know, I think when we're on that busy train and we're not getting time to kind of connect and check in. But when I was playing that song, Blessed Assurance, I was like, oh, it just made me so emotional. It brought me back to moments I've been in a really spiritual place and I felt so connected and I felt so much love. And I think now with Christmas coming as well, you know, it's sort of like, sometimes it feels like the material world versus the spiritual world. It's like, we're told in this world, like, get this thing, get this, get that, get that. And I enjoy getting presents and wrapping them up and I enjoy the tree and I love all that stuff, but I'm always trying to take it back to like what it's all about. It's about light. It's about love. 
It's about, you know, how we can um, pull more of a JC, I guess, and, and bring more love into what can be a dark world. That's what the lights are all about. They're symbolic, right, of bringing that peace, more peace to the world and more joy and more light um, when things can be dark. Um, and yeah, just, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So let me know when you think when you read it and be kind to yourself. Don't be afraid to ask these questions, but also don't be afraid to just chill out and do things that help you feel like home. Do things that give you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. And, um, you know, keep your journaling, keep your kind of like writing down how you're feeling because it's amazing the things that can come up when you, when you do that, when you write and you just stay curious about certain things that are going on in your life. Stay curious about the thoughts you have and the behaviours you have. Not so curious that you're overthinking, but just lean in, lean into a bit of curiosity, but make sure that you are factoring time for that peace and that still and yeah, and that connection, that connection. So guys, those are some of my thoughts from a great read and I hope you have some nice time to read and be inspired and I hope you have a lovely week sending loads and loads of love and good vibes to you and um yeah stay cool as my dad always says stay cool Mwah. guys one for your playlist dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince work to it oh yeah yeah baby in west philadelphia born and raised on the playground is where i spent most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing out, cool, and I'm shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys, they were up to no good. We started making trouble around my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared and said, You're moving with your auntie, and I'll go in Bel Air. Oh, it's such a tune, honestly. For one blessed assurance, Jeremy Rizzo. Such a beautiful hymn, lovely for Christmas too. something about a massive group of people coming together to sing beautiful hymns like this just magic this is my song. So thank you will smith for the inspiration love it